We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into another edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. On a Friday, Joe Castiglione. Toby Rowland coming up here in mere moments. Sooner sound off as we debate the greatest freshman season in Oklahoma athletics history. All coming up on a Friday edition. Thanks so much for downloading and listening. I'm Chris Plank. This episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by AT&T. AT&T is America's best network. Academy Sports and Outdoors is the preferred retailer of Oklahoma athletics. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Express Employment Professionals is a premier workforce management provider to the Sooner Nation. To find a job or make your next hire, visit ExpressPros.com. And don't forget, the 2020 football season ticket renewals are now live. Log into your account at Soonersports.com to view all of your renewal information and to renew today. All right, before we hit Joe C. earlier this week, Lincoln Riley made the rounds on ESPNU Sirius XM Channel 84 and continued to spread positive vibes about his belief that we'll play college football this season. I'm confident in our plan. It has been not from a sense of, like, I told you so or anything like that. It's been nice to kind of see what's going on at these other schools, have conversations with these people. Our medical personnel have conversations with these people, and so I think we've been able to learn some without our players being at risk. And so that that has certainly been helpful. And one other note, one other point from Lincoln that he brought up that I thought was great. Uh, nobody by any stretch of the imagination is starting to, to tear down goalposts or plant their flag after zero positive tests since essentially the Sooners started 
workouts on July 1. Remember, they had a handful of positive tests in their first round of testing. They had zero positive tests in the second round. And then on Thursday, it was released that they not only had zero positive tests, but zero active cases, full recoveries all the way around. But regardless of the success, Lincoln Riley is obviously being cautious and listening to the experts. I do feel like we're more educated. Had we brought our guys in June 1st or even as little as a week ago, there's less that we would have known. So I do feel like we're more educated. Does that mean it's going to be 100%? No. So with that in mind, let's hear from the boss, the athletic director of the University of Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione, sat down just moments ago with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, to get us an update on how OU Athletics is faring in its planning and its battle against COVID-19. Well, um, Joe, let's start with this. Great news again yesterday on your testing result numbers. you got to be just thrilled with how this is going so far. Well, certainly we are. But, you know, Toby, it's it's hard to get uh, you know too carried away with the results. Don't get me wrong. Every time we do this, just signals that we – you know, have had great compliance by all of the people involved that are being tested. You know, they are watching where they're going. They're, you know, our players are working out with face masks. Obviously, we've talked about all the protocols we have going in and being in in our facilities and leaving. And, and it's most important for them to follow, you know, best practices when they're outside of the facilities. That's where the concerns can always develop and, you know, of course, with the virus, you can't see it. You don't know if you're around somebody that has it, and they don't even know they have it. So just doing what, you know, the all the great health organizations have continued to tell us from the very beginning, wearing masks, washing your hands, social distancing, uh, those are the kinds of things that give us the best chance. And they've proven, you know, with the limited data that we can have over the four or five months that it's effective. And we want to keep following that, and I think that gives us any possible chance, not just the players testing negative, but those kind of practices by people um, around our community, around the country, gives us a chance to think positively about having sports and fans like us being there. When you look back, you know, you guys announced July 1. You, you came back for voluntary workouts later than everybody else, and one of the reasons was you wanted to be able to watch – in June, how other schools did it, take some of their best practices and apply it. Well, things are going so well for you here early on, in, in July anyway. When you look back, was there something you saw another school doing that you were able to kind of say, all right, that's that's something we want to apply you feel like is working for you? Well, we learned from the science most of all, Toby. Um, <clears throat> when we saw some of the schools coming back, there was a uh, inconsistency of the type of testing they were doing, whether they made the choice, uh, whether it was the only available test that they had. But we knew some of those tests were not as effective, uh, not as reliable. And the medical experts said that. They said that before, you know, we got to June 1st. You know, we were all talking about, you know, the crush on the health care system and people were trying to produce tests to produce PPE, you know, obviously they're accelerating all the research around vaccines and therapeutic interventions, and hopefully we'll have some breakthroughs there in the very near future. But 
those were some of the concerns and the risks that the uh, healthcare experts told us about before June 1st. And, uh, you know, some of those schools were able to get enough tests uh, to utilize. Some had actually zero positives when they tested the first time and felt pretty good about it. And then 7, 10, 14 days later, they have an outbreak. And, you know, I don't necessarily say that because we know something they don't. They may have been following perfect testing guidelines and just had unfortunate situation. You know, that's why, you know, I don't want to sound like a, uh, uh, you know, throwing cold water on positive results. And I mean, not positive tests, but encouraging results like we've had the last two weeks when we've done our own surveillance testing. But it's a week-to-week thing. And, you know, those tests are sort of reflecting the behavior that happened before the test. You know, we have to be continuously encouraging, uh, you know, the good behavior going forward so we can keep that that kind of uh, path going forward. And so hopefully uh, we'll string a bunch of uh, weeks together where we have uh, zero positive tests or the worst, you know, a very, very small minimum of positive tests. And uh, keep in mind, you know, when we have positive tests, that also involves contact tracing. So a positive test uh, requires the person that tested that way to be quarantined, but contact tracing also requires isolation for up to 14 days. So it's a uh, week-to-week battle for all of us. Bob Bowlesby said yesterday um, he'd like to see maybe even getting into August to see how it goes with helmets and shoulder pads before making some big decisions on conference games or the season as a whole. You've been talking, obviously, on a consistent basis with the other athletic directors in the Big 12. What's your sense among the other Big 12 ADs as to where they stand on maybe the move to conference only that the Big 10 and the and the Pac-12 has already done? Actually, I think we're in strong agreement with our commissioner. And our commissioner is reflecting what we have all been talking about as a group of ADs. I think there's similar feeling in a couple other conferences. And then, like we talked last week, uh, or uh, as we talked last week, it was just the Big Ten when we had our conversation Friday morning. But later that day, the Pac-12 announced they were going to conference only. Toby, this is really just trying to take then, you know, all the possible um, chances uh, to coalesce around the benefit of time. Um, we're not being reckless whatsoever. We're letting the medical expertise, the science, all the insight we can gather to help us make the most informed decision. We know what the implications are. I mean, everything from enjoying the sports we love to you know, how it affects a lot of other uh, elements, both inside our program to the university, to our community, to the state, all of that. We're very well aware. But as I've said continuously, (laughs) all of our decisions are going to be made through the lens or the filter of health, safety, and welfare, and that's non-negotiable. And I think the benefit of the time we have, whether it's two weeks, it's three weeks, whatever it might be, it's going to be helpful in us making the best possible decision. You've seen we've used the patience and prudence to make decisions when we brought our players back later. And, you know, we've only been back two weeks, July 1st, 
they started. Um, on Monday, we started more organized workouts, moving from the so-called voluntary workout category to organized workouts. And so far, those have gone really well. Um, I, I got to credit our staff. I mean, Scott Anderson, Rob Fulton, our trainers, Dr. Schnabel, uh, Dale Braxler, our chief COVID officer, um, Gary Raskob and um, the uh, OU Health Sciences, uh, Will Wayne at Goddard, and, and their staffs, and uh, you know, Benny Wiley and his staff, all of our equipment staff, all of our maintenance staff. Uh, I, I would like to mention them all by name because they have actually and absolutely have done a wonderful job in managing everything around the circumstances related to safety and prevention of uh, the virus. And uh, we're able to have, you know, the practices so far. And so the point that Bob makes is, you know, as we go forward, we have our eye on the season. You know, we're going to be doing more and more and probably getting into closer and closer contact, if you will. And, uh, you know, there maybe we are now with some of the social distancing that we're doing. But uh, it's just a patience and prudence is the right path served us well at this point we're going to continue to go that way 50 days from today is the scheduled start of the season for you against missouri state on september 5th um it is it was out last week i believe last friday that uh, you have petitioned to move that game up a week so two questions about missouri state one have you heard anything on on that request and two how confident are you in what they're doing in testing that you feel like that game is definitely a go? We've been in touch with the NCAA um, about our waiver, but we haven't heard any, any results of the decision yet. As far as um, conversations in contact with uh, Missouri State, their athletic director, their group, um, very confident. I'll tell you why. It's because they have already committed to uh, use our testing kits, our testing protocols, and the tests themselves being done in our lab. And uh, you know, to that end, we're going to be assisting them with the testing that uh, it's basically the same procedures that we employ with our own players and staff and then the results would be sent to them and they would take whatever measures necessary if they were to have any positive tests uh obviously not just holding out the those that test positive but all the contact tracing protocols as well so i want to you know thank them uh publicly because they have uh you know from really from the moment one have been very, very cooperative uh, and very um, proactive because they want the same things we do that uh, give us the best chance for that game to occur. What's the benefit of moving the game up a week, and when do you need to know an answer if you're going to start getting ready for that game in time? Very soon. (laughs) I don't want to pinpoint a day, but we're starting to get into the – important range that we need to know and and what's the benefit for moving it up a week if that happens 
the reason behind our request? Yes. Uh, simply this. Managing the unknowns. Mm-hmm. We, Toby, we have a lot of ground to cover between now and then. Uh, this, this is a, uh, you know, it's just a, an effort to try and give us the benefit of time. You're going to hear me say that a lot. I've heard me say that a lot. But, you know, the, the, the ground we have to cover between now and then is, uh, is a lot. You know, it's, it's normal practice on the surface, but all the things we're trying to work through and work around the testing that we do on an ongoing basis, managing any of the positive tests and the contact tracing that would need to occur should we have any positive tests. Obviously, uh, the NCAA came out. Finally, you know, uh, I know it's been more difficult. I shouldn't try to infer that it's an easy decision because it's not. But we're finally getting some uh, progress on agreeing on baseline testing. So I talked about our work with uh, Missouri State, we had those discussions, you know, a month ago and tried to uh, make sure that we could all agree on baseline testing because we hadn't heard anything, you know, from a national perspective. We have worked around and coalesced around one within our Big 12 conference, but not, not yet nationally. And so we have all those kinds of matters to work through the next few weeks. We just talked about seeing what it's like when we get pads on and, and those kinds of experiences. Mentioned the week of the game. We do the testing 72 hours before the game. We get the results back. Uh, we manage the results. We don't know what they're going to be. But the two weeks between the first and second game could be enormous. And yet we don't know if we'll have any positive tests. Uh, but it's not just as quarantine piece it's the isolation piece so trying to find the best way to manage that so uh, players uh, win healthy if they do test positive or if they're in contact tracing and never test positive they have the best chance to return to play before the next game and uh, again we're just dealing with the unknowns and I, I don't know that uh, you know this is you know anything more dramatic than just talking with the medical experts and trying to apply some common sense because we're still dealing with uncharted waters and no playbook for this kind of stuff. I say it, I feel like every single Friday, but he is absolutely the best. The plan that has been put in place by the University of Oklahoma from equipment managers to athletic trainers to facilities and administrators It has been spot on so far. Now, there's going to be hiccups with the contagious nature of COVID-19. There's going to be positive tests. But we've known that from day one. And the action that the university has taken so far, the football program has taken so far, uh, gets you pretty fired up during these times when, let's be honest, good news has been hard to come by, especially when you consider that uh, we just had the Pac-12 and the Big Ten go to conference only. We've seen several of the Group of Five conferences delay the start of their fall sports until basically late September. But Oklahoma, as you heard from Joe C., still planning ahead as if we're going to have a season as scheduled. Now, one thing that unfortunately we, we didn't have time, as Joe and Toby were wrapping up, uh, Joe C. brought up a great point. You know, next week, 
is the start of the NBA and Major League Baseball seasons as the NBA tries to, uh, I guess, continue its season uninterrupted in a bubble in Orlando. And baseball's a little bit of a different approach. And he reminded everyone to keep a close eye on that. We have to root for those sports and kind of learn from what they're doing to, to better, I guess, fine-tune the plan going forward for college athletics. So thanks to Joe C. for joining us every Friday on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Which is brought to you in part by Chick-fil-A. Even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are closed, but when possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, the Chick-fil-A app, or DoorDash. Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. Walden Cleaners is open for business and offering free pickup and delivery for all your household, bundle wash, and garment care needs. Register online or check out the website. You can also download our customer app in the App Store. All right, let's get after it. It was a fun debate on Tuesday when the show airs. We bring it to you in podcast form on Friday. Sooner sound off the greatest freshman season in OU Athletics history. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the show that is sweeping the planet or at least Sooner Nation. It is Sooner Sound Off, the program where we take some of the greatest players and performances in University of Oklahoma sports history. We debate them and we try to determine who did it best. I am your host this week, Chad McKee. I've been installed as the host because I'm actually the two-time defending champion on the program, and to prevent a Ken Jennings on Jeopardy type of run by me on the program, They've given it's gone me to his head already this week. Yeah, it has gone to my head, Toby. Oh, for two uh, in the people's vote. <laughs> you, you see my esteemed colleague, one of whom will dethrone me by the end of the program, but the voice of the Sooners from Piedmont America is Toby Rowland. Our own Sooner Sports TV's Jessica Cootie is in the Sooner Sports TV studios. And from his home near Goldsby, America, the voice of Sooner <laughs> Softball and the Sooner Sports Podcast, Christopher Plank. Our topic today is a great one. It's presented by Taco Mayo. It is greatest freshman season in Sooner history. Now, I, I think of Marcus Dupree, 1982, when he had seven touchdown runs of 70 yards or more. Trey Young led the country in scoring and assists his freshman season. Or Courtney Paris, still one of the greatest all-time seasons in all of NCAA history. But none of those were chosen by our panel today. Let us find out with our opening statements, who our three panelists have gone with, starting with Jessica Cootie. Hey, uh, Chad, first of all, congratulations on your win last week. I must say the host really got it right last week. Now, Yes, as you for, did. Yes, uh, you did. Yeah. As for today's debate coming up, I'll break down all of the stats for you. I'll tell you the story behind the season, but really just two words are needed, <clears throat> national championship bottom line that's all you need to know about jamel holloway and his 1985 season and why it's the greatest freshman campaign in sooner history there's been 150 seasons played of college football jamel holloway became the first true freshman to quarterback a national championship team and through 149 of those seasons he was the only toby Chad, you may not be dethroned today. If any host is capable of declaring himself the champion, <laughs> it's you, my friend. <laughs> Wayman Tisdale was a superhero. He was a bad, bad man with a big, big smile. And in 1982-83, he put forth the greatest freshman season in OU history. He was power. He was finesse. He was tenacious with touch. And he had charisma oozing out his ears that made Sooner Nation instantly fall in love with him, including 
a nine-year-old kid in Mustang, Wayman <laughs> Tisdale. I can't say his name without smiling. And in a few moments, I'll tell you why he should be today's winner. Chris? Toby, I can't say the name Adrian Peterson without thinking about how much my hand hurts when I shook his hand. That's how powerful <laughs> he was. And as your people's champion, which, by the way, I think it was one of the largest margins by a people's champion last week. Wow. So, bottom line here, Adrian Peterson had the best freshman season in Oklahoma history. And obviously, we've got a lot of names that we're going to be debating today in Jamel Holloway in Wayman Tisdale. But as much as Tisdale broke the mode in becoming the first freshman All-American, Adrian Peterson became the first freshman to ever be a runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. He changed the game forever. And as Bob Stoops once said, when there's not a hole, Adrian Peterson hunts you down and tries to run over you. So we're going to talk about the legendary <laughs> freshman season of my favorite freshman that didn't play softball, Adrian Peterson. Chad? Could you I guys pat yourselves uh, on the back a little bit more today? I, I mean, yeah, what I, about I think, some humility? Chris even took a veiled shot at me by declaring himself the people's champion from last yep. week, even though yep. I noted was the it was victor a here on pretty Sooner dramatic margin on the voting. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here. Wow, Chris may be on notice already. I've experienced everything you're talking about. I loved Wayman Tisdale. I've nearly had my hand broken on on a couple of occasions by an Adrian Peterson handshake. But Jessica, yours is near and dear to me. I was at the game when Jamel Holloway first burst onto the scene for Sooner Nation. Take us through that special freshman season. There you go. Yeah, Jamel Holloway out of Banning High School in California. He was the Los Angeles High School Player of the Year, recruited by basically every powerhouse uh, program in the country. Comes to Oklahoma, certainly did not expect to play right away. He had a goal just to make the travel team as a freshman. He worked his way up the depth chart, though, but Oklahoma was led by a sophomore quarterback by the name of Troy Aikman. At 6'4", 215 pounds, he ran a pro-style type Heard offense of and had Oklahoma off to a 3-0 start and number three in the rankings heading into game four against Miami. But in the second quarter, tragedy struck. Aikman goes down, sacked. He goes down with a broken ankle. He's done. Oklahoma loses that game that day but and falls to number 10 in the polls. Facing Iowa State that very next week, Jamel Holloway becomes the first freshman to start at quarterback in Oklahoma history. And Aikman, well, he had all the confidence in his freshman replacement even before he made his first start. What would you say to Jamel Holloway before the start of today's game? I talked to him before the game, and I told him just to be uh, patient and have confidence in himself and just go out there, relax, and have fun. Uh, everybody out here is behind him, and I just had to let him know that and be sure, you know, uh, Jamel's really a calm kid. He's going to go out there and do a great job. So with Aikman on crutches on the sidelines, the Oklahoma offense puts up 643 yards of total offense. Number four with 76 rushing yards and a score. And check this out, a 77-yard touchdown pass from Holloway to, hey, does that number three look familiar? Derek Shepard, father of Sterling, with a 59-14 throttling of the clones. It was back to the win column for the Sooners and back to the wishbone as the Oklahoma offense begins to roll. Up next, Kansas, the first of many 100-yard rushing games for Holloway as he puts on a show in just his second start. 162 rushing yards, the second highest rushing total ever by an OU quarterback. With a pair of touchdowns, Oklahoma rolls 48-6. And he just keeps getting better, people. Against Missouri, number four did it all, running for 156 yards, throwing for 168. And would you just look at this dime to how about this name? Lee Morris, a perfect throw 
to TD Lee. Holloway would break the OU total offensive record with 324 total yards and another big win, 51-6 over Mizzou. Following a 31-0 shutout over Colorado, the Sooners moved up to number five and the stage was set for another epic showdown with number two Nebraska once again with Big 8 title and Orange Bowl implications on the line. Huskers with the top, top rush offense and highest scoring offense in the country, but it was the freshman quarterback and his tight end Keith Jackson lighting up the scoreboard. Holloway with 110 rushing yards, combining with Jackson for 284 yards. Oklahoma pulls off the upset, handing Nebraska its most lopsided loss since 1977. And in the final regular season game, for good measure, Holloway adds another 100-yard game against SMU. I can keep breaking it down for you here, but listen, let's let the king do it for you. For your viewing and listening pleasure, Barry Switzer, take it away. And there's Mr. Jamel, the knuckleball. Look at Jamel. He is so quick. Breaks that guy's knees, breaks this guy's knees. Great quickness, great run the building. Runs away from that guy, jukes this guy. And we're gonna juke another one right there. Jukes this guy, jukes that guy. Goes down the boundary, outruns that guy. Jamail can juke him, jump inside, and use the speed to outrun him. Boy, it's a great job, Jamail. Hey, he throws football. People don't realize how good a passer he is. Looky here, looky here. A little Jamail zips it in there for a touchdown. Perfect pass. Boy, he's got poise, hasn't he? I'm going to tell you what, that's a great play with Jamel Holloway right there. Watch Jamel. I mean, this is poise. A lot of people got happy. See, he wanted to deliver it quicker, but he just stands there and waits. He get open, hits him. You talking about player. Is that some kind of ability right there? Or he's something. Mm. Holloway was named to the All-Big 8 team, the Offensive Newcomer of the Year. He finished with 862 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns. He became the first Oklahoma quarterback to lead the team in rushing since 1947. 8-0 as the starter, the only freshman with wins over two top five teams. I told you about Nebraska now against number one Penn State in the Orange Bowl. Again, Penn State takes the lead, but how about this running quarterback? Finding Keith Jackson for a 71-yard touchdown gave Oklahoma the lead that they never relinquished. Jamel Holloway becomes the first true freshman quarterback to win a national title and the only through 149 college football seasons, Chad. Pretty great argument. He righted the ship, and the Sooners got back to running some wishbone that season after being a passing-style attack with Troy Aikman. That's going to be hard to beat, but if anybody can do it, it is the late, great Wayman Tisdale. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's going to carry this fan base. The pride of Booker T. Washington High School here in Tulsa will be Toby's argument when we come back on Sooner Sound Off. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off. Today's topic is a great one. Already has gotten heated between our participants. It is the greatest freshman season in Sooner sports history. In segment one, Jessica Cootie presenting the case for Jamel Holloway, who came off the bench for an injured Troy Aikman and guided the Sooners to a national title in 1985. Up next, it is the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, talking about a special left-hander with smile and style, the great Wayman Tisdale. Toby? Thank you for the time today, Chad. I appreciate it. And great case, Jess, for Jamel Holloway. 
He wore a fur coat on the sidelines for Pete's yes, sake. That is drip. Serious <laughs> drip. Toby but the greatest drip. freshman in OU basketball history, the greatest freshman in OU history, is a sentimental choice for me. He's the guy that made me fall in love with the Oklahoma Sooners, the late, great Wayman Tisdale. In fact, he may be the guy who made me fall in love with the sport of basketball. I was nine years old when Wayman came to OU in 1982 for his freshman season. A highly touted recruit out of Booker T. Washington, no doubt, but nobody could have anticipated the way he was about to turn basketball upside down. Listen to this story from his former teammate, Bo Overton, about his very first game in an Oklahoma Sooner uniform. I think we, we started in Vegas, right? We opened in Vegas. Right, we opened in Vegas. Wayman didn't even start. And we're plugging along there in the first half, and in comes Wayman. And now, remember, we hadn't really played with him that much, just a little bit. And, uh, you know, Chucky and Dave were going to shoot it. There was no question. So... We, we, come down, we come down a couple times. We come down a couple times, and Wayman's feeling pretty good. And, and we, you know, we throw that ball inside to him. And, I mean, just boom, 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 quick turnaround, jump in, bank. Come down, play defense, come back. And I, I, was, I, was, I could figure this stuff out pretty quick. So instead of throwing it to these guys, I would clear them through. I would clear them through. Yeah. I would clear David through, and David would just be pissed off running through. And I'd throw it into Wayman, and he'd go boom, boom, left hand right off the bank. And next thing you knew, that was the first time that we really got to see him go. Wayman Tisdale was an instant superstar. Not a star, a superstar. Unstoppable, unguardable, automatic. The stats say he shot 58% from the field that year. I think it's a lie. I don't remember Wayman ever <laughs> missing. He was built like a bull with the feet of a ballerina. That left hand had the touch of a surgeon. He was smoother than whipped cream and he had moves like Jagger. He dominated, absolutely dominated on the blocks and revolutionized the way Oklahoma played basketball. And he did it the whole time with that famous smile, that charismatic personality that made him impossible to not love. I was in awe. Nine-year-old Toby had his first sports hero and it was Wayman Tisdale. And I wasn't the only one. Oklahoma fell in love with him. And then the entire nation. He was an instant basketball superstar with the charisma of a rock star. And it is that combination, with all due respect to Alvin and Blake and Buddy and Trey and Mookie and Hollis, it is that unequaled combination of skills and charisma that make him the greatest basketball player in OU history. But we're just talking about his freshman season today. These numbers are sick, unheard of. 24 and a half points a game as a true freshman. Over 10 rebounds a game, 82 blocked shots. And he was the first true freshman ever, ever to be named a first team All-American. And he was the big eight player of the year as a true freshman. He went on to be the first three time All-American and three time Big Eight Player of the Year, gold medal in the Olympics, by the way, number two pick in the NBA draft. He went on to become a brilliant musician, an unbelievably generous human being, and unfortunately was taken from all of us way too soon at the age of 44. I apologize because I am completely biased on this subject. 
<laughs> Wayman Tisdale is a mythic figure to me, larger than life. The way he played, the way he smiled, the way he lived, I adored it all. We adored it all. And it happened just like that. As a freshman at the University of Oklahoma, the greatest freshman season in OU history. Chad? Whoo, Toby, you have gotten me emotional because 10-year-old <laughs> Chad was a lot like 9-year-old Toby, a new hero in life when Wayman Tisdale showed up to play for Coach Billy Tubbs. Remember, it was Wayman, Billy, and the boys, just yep. like Lukenbach, Texas, Waylon, Willie, and the boys for those 80s Oklahoma Sooner basketball teams. Coming up next, Toby, you said he was like a bull on his feet, and I think there was a bull that appeared in a Sooner uniform out of Palestine, Texas, roaming all over the gridiron, and Chris Plank debates the case for all day. Adrian Peterson, when we come back on Sooner Sound Off. Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club, Norman's club of choice. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee, family-owned community coffee. The official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back in to Sooner Sound Off. Our topic today, greatest freshman season in Sooner sports history. We've hit the gridiron for Jamel Holloway's freshman season with Jessica Cootie and the hardwood for Wayman Tisdale's freshman year with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Up next, back to the gridiron, a short trip back in time with Chris Plank talking about Adrian Peterson. Thanks a lot, Chad. You know, Toby, thinking about a guy from the 918 Wayman Tisdale, an incredible, an incredible ambassador for the sport and an outstanding player. And Jess, no doubt, Jamel Holloway won a national championship. But to me, no freshman, and that's what we're focusing on here, a freshman season made a bigger impact and changed the sport more than Adrian Peterson. Grown men were in awe of him. I love this quote from Dan Cody, who was a teammate of his, that said, and as a freshman, remember, true freshman, when the guy's foot hits the ground, the earth moves in the opposite direction. That's a defensive <laughs> lineman, Dan Cody, not a kicker. And look at the numbers for Adrian Peterson. It is a record-setting, jaw-dropping, true freshman season straight from Texas high school football to the Big 12. 1,925 yards, which stood until Jonathan Taylor knocked it off as the greatest single season for a freshman. 15 touchdowns as a freshman, 11 100-yard games. Oh, and did I mention in those 1,900 yards that he didn't even start? the first three or four games of the season. More on that in just a bit. And he was a consensus first team All-American. But enough with the numbers. What about the game tape? Absolutely nobody drops your jaw <laughs> like the number one overall player from the 2004 recruiting class. Peterson carried it 339 times during his first season, which is still, to this day, an FBS record. It's the most prolific freshman year for a running back where at that time, they didn't carry the ball that much. Freshmen necessarily didn't play that much. 1,925 yards, but Chad, Jess, Toby, here's the number that blew my mind. 1,925 total yards, 1,365 of them 
after getting hit. He also wow. holds four additional NCAA records as a freshman, including most games, ga most games gaining 100 yards or more with his 11, and most consecutive games with 100 yards rushing or more. You saw the highlights against Oregon. 74 of his 183 yards came against Oregon. And by the time Oklahoma, Texas rolled around in 2004, Peterson already rushed for 546 yards, six touchdowns in just four games. He finally got the start in the Texas Tech game, ran for 146 yards on 22 carries against the Red Raiders and the Texas game. This is what people talk about from Adrian Peterson's freshman season. And here's why. Texas came in with a top 20 defense. This was a Longhorn team that was only allowing 107 yards per game. Now let that number seek in. As a total defense, Texas was allowing 107 yards per game. They were top 20 nationally against the run, top 20 nationally against a total defense. Adrian Peterson ran for 225 yards on 32 carries. That's by my math. Let's see, one carry the two. That's more than double the amount of yards that Texas would average giving up. Also, he got a handshake from Mac Brown afterwards. The Texas offensive coordinator came after the game and gave him a hug when they asked, why would you hug the guy that you just lost to? The uh, offensive coordinator for Texas said, I just love watching him run. 80-yard uh, touchdown run on that spin move against Oklahoma State, 161 yards, 100 and 161 yards against OSU. In the Big 12 championship game against Colorado, outside of Texas, this might have been his best performance. Did I mention that he's a true freshman here? 172 yards against Colorado, including the 32-yard storing run with a 360, broken tackles all around. By the end of the season, those 11 100-yard games. Now, against USC, now, this will be something that they might say, but what about the national championship game? But look what Pete Carroll had to say about Adrian Peterson afterwards. USC held him to 82 yards. The focus of the USC defense was Adrian Peterson. Oklahoma had the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, and they're trying to shut down a freshman. And if it wasn't the opponents bragging about him, it was his own coach. Cale Gundy saw the future, a dominator in Adrian Peterson in everything that A.D. Did. And I loved what Bear Rudd said, the former linebacker at Nebraska. He said, I played against him three or four times in the NFL. He looked the exact same as a freshman as he did as a third or fourth year NFL veteran. He's the highest vote getter until Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy as a freshman a couple of years ago. Highest vote total for a freshman to that point. He finished second and he was a consensus All-American. And I love the quote from Bob Stoops. When Adrian Peterson has nowhere left to go, he comes after you. Physical dominance, on the field dominance as a true freshman. That's why AD is the greatest freshman in the history of Oklahoma athletics. Compelling argument. Father he was time a freight train. Unbeaten, but Father Time has not met Adrian Peterson. Nothing true. left to do here on the show but determine a champion. Will it be Jamel Holloway, Wayman Tisdale, or Adrian Peterson? I'll what a matchup. We come back on Sooner Sound Off. Wow. The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E.
Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV Personalities Wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off. Today we are debating the greatest freshman season in Sooner Sports history. I will admit it is close. I can be swayed as we move to closing arguments presented by Ken Cade Coach. Jessica, you are up first. Chad, let me reiterate here for you one more time. National Championship. There are seven crystal balls on display over there in the Switzer Center. As a true freshman, Jamel Holloway helped the Sooners win one of those. He put up numbers that still to this day stand at the top of the record books. As Barry Switzer says, the greatest wishbone quarterback to ever play for the Sooners. And one more time for the people in the back, National Championship, the first true freshman <laughs> ever to do so. Toby. Here's the thing about Wayman. It's about the stats. First team All-American, Big 8 Player of the Year, but it's so much more than that. What he did for Oklahoma basketball starting in 1982 is immeasurable. He's the godfather. He paved the way for Blake Griffin and Trey Young and Buddy Heald and on and on. Stacey King and Hollis Price and Mookie Blaylock. He made Oklahoma basketball cool. He put it on the map with the greatest freshman season in OU history. Chris? YouTube Adrian Peterson's freshman year. Watch the highlights and remind yourself as you're watching this over and over again. This is a true freshman. First freshman runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Played in a national championship game. 1,900 yards rushing, 600 a 1,600 after contact. He was a special freshman AD. Nothing left to do but pick a winner. It's presented by Community Coffee. I feel like I was probably a little bit biased going into this because he's probably my favorite Sooner of all time. But Toby made the case as well for the great Wayman Tisdale. Booker T. Washington High School. Wayman Tisdale, the greatest freshman season in Sooner sports history. I took the Atta basketball boy, Chad. Guy. Shout out to Theron's Toby, dad congratulations. The You're the winner. Plank, Jessica, better Atta luck boy, next Chad. Time. It's all about the smile and the style with the great Wayman Tisdale. We'll see you next week here on Sooner Sound Off, everybody. All right, here's what's on tap on the Sooner Sports Podcast presented by OG&E. OG&E is power at the speed of life. You heard the 2010 OU Texas game on our classic broadcasts that we dropped on Thursday night. On Saturday is 2012 Bedlam. OU, OSU, and Brennan Clay, the hero on a last well, last second, an overtime touchdown run to win the game. Landry Jones throws for over 500 yards. It's a game that sometimes gets forgotten, but was one of the coolest atmospheres I've ever been a part of. 2012 Bedlam, part of this week's What's on Tap. Presented by OG&E, power at the speed of life. All right, everyone have a great weekend. We're back with another full week of shows starting on Monday, including Dr. Dale Bratzler checking in. We'll start our football previews and more classic rivalry games on the classic game platform. Until then, have a great weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.